With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. All right, it's a bonus podcast of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. We're joined by Richard Jefferson. Welcome. How you guys doing? Good. Good, good. You are you are well dressed today. I I feel a little overdressed. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. No, you know it's always better to be overdressed. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree in some situations. I don't know. I'm the person that wears like the long dress to the wedding where everyone's supposed to be casual. That's called stunting. Yes, it is called stunting. <laughs> so you're the person that wears a white dress to have. Oh no 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 no. Stunting is a habit though. But uh, yes. I know I will not yes. do that. I don't go that far. I actually was shopping for a dress with my mother for uh, to go to a wedding a couple mom's years name. ago. I'm sorry. What's your mom's name? Georgia. Hi Georgia. Hi yes. Georgia. Yes. Shout and out to Georgia. OG. We know your mom's name because because it's tattooed on my lower back. Yes. Okay. Um, we learned that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It, look, and Richard, I, I was 18. It was 2004. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it's they were they were very in then and Richard Jefferson my whole life. I feel like I've never seen that face. I just I just want to know like. What what what's our rating on this? Are we PG thirteen? No no no, no. we're all the way we're all the way turned up. Okay okay. All the way. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. All the way so I, never mind. I'll keep I'll keep the joke. <laughs> no 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 no. Please no please. no no. You were you were just saying we know the name, and I was like, never mind. I don't, don't be shy. No, I, I'm, I'm shy. I, I, no, you are not shy. I'm shy. Yeah. No, no, no. No, not that. We're not going to get that crazy. Um, She's like, no, you're not going to talk about my mama now. No, no, no. no, no. We're not going to talk about Georgia. But Georgia will come for you, so I'm not, I, don't, I don't even have to, to worry about her. No, she was not. It was my first tattoo, uh, and I think, it's, I think it's very tasteful, actually. And I, there was just nowhere else to put it. Uh, pass, but <laughs> but that's where it is. How did we get on this? I don't even remember. I'm sorry, you said we. Talked oh, about I was dress. shopping for a wedding dress with her. Yes, and not a wedding dress, but I was shopping for a dress for my friend's wedding, and she kept bringing me white dresses. And this should tell you something about my mother. Like she does actually not give one single bleep about anything. So we do bleep. At all. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to. She self bleep. I self bleep to save them editing trouble. Infamously self bleeper. We had Michael Rapport on here recently. He does not bleep. He does exactly. not bleep. So not just bleep. let you know. You don't, ha- you don't have to bleep if well, you don't want to. I just, I'm, I'm just gauging my audience. Yeah. We should have, maybe if we had more time to prep you, you would know this. It's, no, it's, it's fine. unfortunate. We're good. We're good. Anyway, very long story short, she kept bringing me white dresses, and I had to explain to her, Mom, I can't wear a white dress to my friend's wedding. That's inappropriate. And she was like, I don't understand. I was like, I don't, what do you, what, what's the not understanding? She was like, you wear whatever you want. To be that's honest, not I how it works. Understand, but it's fine. We're three minutes in. We haven't talked yeah, to you. Yeah, it's okay. Yet, so. um, yes. And you have a podcast, Road Tripping. Yes. 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 It's a very it's, good podcast. It, it is. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's weird because normally we drink uh, on our podcast a lot and not water. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we drink. But that's, no, it's not fancy. I'm not saying we're, we're drinking. What's the drink of know? choice for the podcast? Why are you buying? No, 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 not <laughs> no, me. no, no. I just we drink anything. Okay. Uh, what is your drink of choice? Uh, mine is whiskey, uh, Blanton's, uh, Basil Hayden. I like whiskey with a splash of soda water. Nice. We that's a little harsh to drink at times uh, before a game, but so it, we'll we'll drink some wine. But it just loosens up. 
you know, because ours is predominantly athletes right. talking to other athletes. So it, it, it got, kind of gets guys to relax a little bit and understand that it's a more casual platform. So wine you down. drink wine before the game? Not, not, it's not like the night before the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's been some games I wish I was drinking wine. <laughs> uh, that might have yeah. helped to ease the pain. But no, no, no. Just the night before the game. So right. it's like having a, no different than how you could go to dinner and have a glass of wine at, at dinner, a couple of glasses of wine before your game. 24 hours later it's the same thing on the pod so your preference is whiskey though whiskey yeah yeah if i had to pick one drink you know on the way to the electric chair like it. it'd be whiskey i've been drinking old fashions when i'm when i'm going for the hard stuff these days yeah. i abandoned vodka vodka used to be my drink of choice vodka soda and then i just got sick of it and also it goes down too quickly and i, I can drink a lot and yeah. by the 10th vodka soda it's just not a good look yeah, yeah. Vo- vodka is one of those things that as you get older, I feel like you start to steer away from. You start yeah. To tell, oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking right. of my mother, OG liquor, only period. drinks Jameson. If you if you don't have Jameson, Ooh, she's not drinking. Really? Uh, she's one of those. I like Georgia a lot. Was, yeah. there, was there Jameson involved when you got that lower back tattoo? Uh, no, Good I was question. actually completely Great sober question. when I got that. I didn't I didn't drink uh, my until my second semester of my freshman year of college. Same. Yes, yeah, about same here. So, so I yeah. Mean too. We're, Plus, also, I was one of those weirdos that, like, got, yeah, 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 yeah. Where did you go to college? It's like God frowns on that. Notre Dame, you? Yeah. Uh, I went to Barry University in Miami. Oh, okay. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so I guess we should talk some basketball, right? Eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Starting uh, now. (laughs) Starting now. Um, All right, so you know know LeBron uh, a little bit. You know the Cavs a little bit. Um, They had some drama this year. It was one of those years for, for LeBron that... You just the Cavs or Bron? Well, I mean, I, I call them the LeBrons uh, because because <laughs> they are. Uh, let's let's be I serious. Mean... Um, and well, Kyrie got traded, and that was that changed the landscape of of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you would trade Kyrie Irving, but maybe you do. because uh, he requested a trade. But yeah, I mean, do just... you have to do that? No, but ultimately, in order to accomplish certain goals, everyone needs to be pushing in the right direction, in the same direction. Uh, you can't have people pulling and pushing and, you know, one guy pulling back, one guy pushing forward. And Kyrie, I think, you know, who I respect a lot, it was tough, um, you know, that he did request a trade. Uh, but, you know, you, you have to make the best of that situation. You don't want a guy that doesn't want to be there. Uh, you you don't want that and, and you know Kyrie was was professional I think everyone handled it to the best of their ability but you know you don't just you didn't you didn't just all of a sudden say hey we're just gonna trade Kyrie yeah you know, now that that wasn't I don't think that was the conversation and you know it it, it definitely set off um, a, a chain of events that people probably didn't see coming or didn't expect. So Isaiah mm-hmm. got there and mm-hmm. then that was a whole nother situation altogether. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel I've started to feel badly for Isaiah Thomas again. Like I felt bad for Isaiah and then he kind of became this villain. And then now I'm kind of back on the side of feeling bad for him because of what's happening with Kawhi, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I, the, the situation in Cleveland to me, it just he came across like he got there thinking it was an even trade for Kyrie. And I think he to, like publicly, that's what it looked like. Like he thought he was Kyrie Irving. Like, Ky- yes. And that's not that's right. that wasn't the reality. Yeah. But but to you, what aside from the injury, was there like a personality clash there? Because you know you had like the 
the team meeting and he's coming at Kevin Love and No, I, I think there was just a lot of things going on. And part of the reason why there's so much attention is because of Braun and and you know the level of success that his teams have had. So there's a lot of attention on, on him. I think for for IT there was a lot of emotion. Obviously what happened with his sister, his injury, not being able to finish off, getting mm-hmm. traded, uh, needing surgery, should have had surgery, just had surgery. You know, he tried to fight through it. Uh, multiple times, you know, sitting out, then playing through it, getting traded to the Lakers, playing through it, and then he decides to have surgery right before he's a free agent. So I think all that stuff mm. was 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 difficult. Would I, I? I don't think Isaiah was a very very good player in a, in a very very good system in in Boston. And I think you look at all the young guys, Jalen Brown, um, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, all of these guys that are having success in that system. Uh, but to say that it was an even trade tit for tat, yes, scoring wise, position wise, but when you add a possible top five pick mm-hmm. into a trade for an All NBA player, it lets you know how valuable Kyrie Irving right. is. Um, it lets you know how um, w- the way Boston views him. They were willing to give up an All NBA guy that was top, you know, tops in MVP voting, mm-hmm. and and were willing to give away a top, you know, top five pick. And and Jay Crowder and guys that have mm. helped us turn around this franchise and get it to where it is. Um, that's a lot to give up um, for one guy. But Kyrie is that type of player, that yeah. type of once in a generation player. No, I agree. Uh, I think Isaiah was the one that was kind of confused about him not being on Kyrie's level. Yeah, but he was injured. And so for him, he's got this chip on his shoulder, understandably because of all the stuff that happened. I don't think it was like, I'm better than Kyrie. I don't think it was him versus Kyrie. I just think it was him being frustrated that he couldn't go and be the guy who, he was in The guy in he was, right? And, it, and it's not because of a beef with LeBron or a beef with Kevin or a team meeting. It was because he was literally injured. And no disrespect to IT, who is a great competitor and an extreme talent, he is a 5'9 on a good day guard. And so if you don't have that explosiveness, that quickness, that, that shooting ability, that lift, all that stuff, then on the other end, it is very, very difficult for you to be, you know, impactful so you have to say no, defensive liability but yeah. yeah with all those things considered why would you pop off in interviews and say things that you know would upset commander-in-chief of the Cavs or anyone really who's a Cavs fan well, but our, our greatest strength as athletes and individuals is, is also also our greatest weakness like he he plays with a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and he plays with like you guys know and blah 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 so when he gets frustrated and that comes out it was just, it, it, let's compare it to Kobe like Kobe's mm. greatness and his competitiveness and something that drove teammates but towards the end the Lakers couldn't get a free agent right so his greatest strength right. that helped him dominate the NBA for so many years and win five championships the last few years of his career it was hard to recruit a free agent to get here and even now you know the Lakers have yet to really score free agents in the last five or six years and that mm-hmm. includes Kobe's in so like Kobe's greatness also is something that might have hindered him towards the end look at Tim Duncan Tim Duncan was able to convince a guy like Marcus Aldridge to come and play here come play here come continue this success come join what we're doing that's something that I think you know people need to understand so for Isaiah it was he still had that chip on his shoulder which is what made him great mm-hmm. but then when he's injured and he can't do what he wants to do that chip is still there and then people start to take it the wrong way. Mm. Now, you've played for several different teams. And we, we talked to Dante Jones yesterday. And, Dante. And, uh, yeah. yeah, shout out Dante. Uh, he said that 
like there's just like a lot of drama with the Cavs this year, obviously, aside from the trades and Kyrie and Isaiah and Kevin Love and Ty Lue and now, you know, Tristan Thompson's just making things easy on everybody. Um, no, he's not making things easy on anyone. I'm, that was sarcastic. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> wow. I know, I know. Wow. Big yeah. wow. Yeah. Big wow. Um, <laughs> but Dante was like, you know, it's kind of it, – it, not that these things happen with every team, but ev- the Cavs are under a microscope. Like there's stuff that happens with every team that if they were under the microscope that the Cavs are under because of LeBron, we would be talking about. Agreed. Agreed. But even, even my team – um, you know, the Nuggets this year, you know, we lost the playoffs on the very, very last game of the season. It was mm-hmm. one of the rare playoff games, like like um, winner takes all right, like playing game, game. play, yeah. games, one of the rare times that's ever happened in the NBA. And, and it was really, really awesome to be a part of it. And people focused on that. People focused on that. We had won six games at the end of the season. and we, But the fact that we had to win seven straight games just to get in, that means if we had lost any of those games prior to that. And so people focused on that. And they were thinking, oh, that's awesome, and the Denver Nuggets got better from last year. But one thing that they didn't pay attention to is that we had lost to the seven worst teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We lost to SAC. We lost to Phoenix. We lost to Dallas. We lost to Memphis. Like We lost to Atlanta at home. So it was like, but had this been a LeBron James team, mm. and you're looking at the final, but had this been a LeBron James team or a team that was in a little bit larger market or with um, a little bit more attention on it, they would have been crucifying these guys for losing to the bottom seven, seven, right. you know, seven teams, right? It's like, yo, you think you missed the playoffs just because you lost to Memphis on our um, uh, God Minnesota last game of the year? That's not why we missed the playoffs. Right. We missed the playoffs because we lost to every bad team in the NBA over the course of the season, mm-hmm. and those are things that kind of get swept under the rug when you're in in a smaller market when you don't have the national attention that comes with bronze. So yeah, it is, and that and that's just an example of. Like, like how the attention that he brings puts you in a position to get all of that drama. So everyone's constantly comparing Jordan to LeBron. I'm a a Jordan zealot. I'm a Heat fan, full disclosure. So uh, I had four years where LeBron was my guy, and then he went – I'm also from Pittsburgh. So I can't – it's not in my DNA to root for anything from Cleveland. Yes, you understand this. Okay, see, Dante didn't understand. It's very hard to explain. Yeah, no. Well, when they put Ben Roethlisberger up on the the jumbotron in Cleveland, and the entire crowd starts to boo. Wow. They do it when the other team's shooting free throws. Right. So it, you understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben. Uh, you know. I, wow. I don't. Don't be me. What are you, a Terry Bradshaw fan? Is that, is that uh, what you're? Yes, at? yes. Well, I am well, a Terry oh, Bradshaw how fan. How many games of Terry Bradshaw did you watch? How many Super Bowl for you? Super Bowls. I was not alive. Okay. But so, I, but uh, Terry Bradshaw is a uh, is Fox family. A hundred percent. She's speaking of I'm some speaking things of that some Ben, things that ben did have done that the the, don't make me so, so much of a fan. But of, we were of talking about Steelers. I thought. Yeah, 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 we are. We are. We are. Uh, okay, I'm kidding. We are. But okay, at least you understand that then. I do. Um, but uh, I think that LeBron, the, the the one place where I part with with Jordan, and I think LeBron is like in a different category altogether. Is as a whole, I respect LeBron as a superstar in that he just the way that he handles himself off the court. The, the magnitude of the microscope that he's been under since he was a teenager, like the all of that, add on the, the pressure that he plays under every single year, add on what he does for the community, add on the way that he's been involved in social issues lately. Like Jordan can't compare in that regard to me. But like you've been close to LeBron. What is something about LeBron that people don't know uh, I, or don't I, understand about that him? They don't understand. I, I think um... – 
I, I mentioned it um, on the show earlier, is that you know his camaraderie that he he tries to get everyone together. Um, he can't just go to a restaurant and sit down and eat. Right. So it's typically in a back room at, you know, there's restaurants everywhere in every city. So there's typically a back room. There's typically, you know, a TV there. So he'll send out a text to, you know, the guys like, hey, eating dinner at this restaurant, this five-star restaurant, eating dinner at this restaurant, they're going to have the game on if anybody wants to go. Like, and he does that in, in every city he goes to. And mm. One of the things, and in, in, you know, I'm not big on talking about scrapbooks, but one of the reasons why we were able to come back from the deficit that we were in um, in the finals is because we didn't splinter. Part of the reason why we didn't splinter is because we were a tight-knit group. We were a group that even though, you know, brothers and sisters, I don't know if you guys have them. I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers. And they drive you nuts. They drive you nuts, but at the end of the day, we're still family. And whatever happens, we got each other's back. And down 3-1, we could have splintered. Down 3-1, we could have done so much. But because we stayed together, even if you look at that that Miami Heat series uh, where they were game six, it was done. It was done. And all of a sudden, Ray hits that shot. A couple mm-hmm. of things happen. They win game seven. Two of the finals that that he was able to win, it was all but done. Right. Like people talk about Tom Brady being the Dang, goat. People talk about Tom Brady being the goat because he's won X, but he's had two Super Bowls that he should not have won. Yeah, he had two Super Bowls that he should not have won. Right? It was you know the the interception, the, the you know that like there he's you know being down twenty eight three, and that's part of the reason why they say he's the goat. Um, but Braun has been in those spots twice and has come out victorious in a spot where they had the ropes and the champagne in Miami ready to go. Mm. Get those. Ropes out of yeah. Here. Then mm. and then even in oh, even sorry, in even in uh, no I'm glad you're finally starting to relax oh, a little go. bit yeah like, uh, don't 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 let no, the just, uh, just, don't let the dress earlier for you I just it's not it's, it's all for looks so I I just say you know that's something that people don't know is when you are a leader of a team like you have to lead the team from start to finish from good times and bad times it, it, it's a mar- it's a marriage for better or worse and so you know that's something that i think people don't understand because they don't get to see the behind the scenes right they don't get to see that he's facilitating things he's doing things and it's not for everybody it's everybody can't play on national television every day no. everybody can't go to the nba finals and want that pressure they don't everybody want that work like that. everyone doesn't yeah. want that and so i think that's something for him to just show up and say, hey, look, if you, we do what we're supposed to and you follow my lead, we're going to get to the finals. And if we get to the finals, anything can happen. So another <laughs> big storyline that's been going on all year and now is having like a big role lines. in the playoffs is uh, – I love storylines too. Listen, it's the business we're in. Storylines are great, which is why we love LeBron, king of content. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. traditionally not the king of content, very quiet, no. very uh, under the radar, has been causing all kinds of drama for the Spurs. Uh, you spent a little time there. What do you think is happening with Kawhi? Because in my opinion, I think... Tell me your opinion. My opinion, opinion... Opinions. ...is that he is a little bit hurt, but and he, he could play, but he's got a super max on the line, and I'm not risking $200 million for anything. And that's, and that, and that's honestly, that's a fair assessment. I don't... I, I had Kawhi's rookie year, um, and we... Uh, we trained together in San Diego. I used to live out there when he got drafted at San Diego State. Uh, so I, I've known Kawhi since he came in. Very quiet guy, very humble guy. Um, the thing that I think, and again, I don't want to speak for Pop. I don't want to speak for Kawhi. This is just purely my observation. The San Antonio Spurs are historically the most cautious franchise in sports. Mm. 
right? They take care of their guys. Pop will not have guys travel. Pop has gotten in trouble for resting guys on national TV. Like, Pop has been doing that for a decade. Tim Duncan played 19 years on one leg at the end mm. and won a championship late in his career. You have Tony Parker, 17 years in as a point guard, still doing things. You have Manu Ginobili, 20, you know, 20 year pro, right? 40 years old, still dunk. So they are historically a very, very cautious franchise. They've proven it. They've shown it. That's who they are. So for Kawhi's injury to now be taken out of their hands and for his team and this, there's there's probably a little frustration on their end. It's like, look, like we've built a reputation of taking care of our guys. Like we don't want to damage our property. We mm. drafted you. You are one of us. He is one of, on the Mount Rushmore of the family in San Antonio, and so that part can cause a little bit of tension. Where it's like, look, talk to Tim, talk to Tony. All of these guys, we are we're not gonna we're not going to Isaiah Thomas you. We're not going to we're not going to hurt yeah, the, what, what but like what what if what if they did? You but, know? But it's, but kinda, it's kinda like it's like handshake deals. Like I like I would like to see it on on, on the paper with the contract. with the lawyer. Yeah, and I and I and, and, I, and, I, and I agree and I agree, but that's the thing. That that's really I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm not saying that it can't happen. Derrick Rose had a ton of injuries. We appreciate that you're from Chicago. You're gone. You know, you uh, you know, um, Isaiah Thomas. We appreciate all these things. Okay, you you've done a really good job for us. You're gone. Right. That's not the that's not the reputation. That's not what San Antonio has proved for 20 years, and it's part of the reason why they're one of the better organizations. Sorry that something just dropped over there, and. (laughs) And so I just think I think that's where you get the intensity in the situation. That's why everyone is same with uh, with New England. Everyone's like paying attention to the Patriots and all the stress. And they're like, oh, we've never had drama before. Let's jump on it. And it's like because they've built a reputation of not having these things. Right. But that's like to me, uh, I mean, not to like steer to New England, but that when it's uncharacteristic like that, that's kind of like, the you know, you're pulling the the thread on the sweater. Mm-hmm. If I'm quiet on it, it makes me even more nervous that there's, there's yeah, drama around it. pay attention to it. the red flags. Yeah. If there's a break in consistency, that's when we pay more attention to it. Right. That's why this is so Well said. Case. Well said. Okay, well, thank you, sir. Uh, thank well, you so well said. There was a break in consistency. Coming from you? No, but I'm just saying, break, like in, cons- break in consistency <laughs> so we pay more attention to it. I'm yeah. going to steal that. So, <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> no, but but I, I, I agree. Kawhi Leonard should do what's best for right. Kawhi Leonard, not do what's best for the Spurs. And the Spurs understand that. They might not like that because they felt like they've they've put in enough stock in players and in people that there should be a level of trust on both sides. And, and so I, I think Pop has never – He's been frustrated. Pop is an emotional guy, as everyone knows, but he's never come out and said, you know, this is bullshit or this is no. He's just like, look, Kawhi's gonna do. Kawhi's gonna play when Kawhi and his team deem that he's ready to play. Like he's gonna get answered. He's gonna answer questions every single night because of it. So the one soundbite that we get is like, look, when Kawhi and his team say that he's ready to play, he's ready to play. Now it doesn't need to go. Oh my God, is Disneyland burning down? Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. It's just. Look, I'm going to answer these questions, and then that's it. That's all I know. That's all I can give you. If he's there and he's still feeling pain and he has doctors that are saying you should feel zero pain, and which in the NBA is unrealistic. Right. It's unrealistic. You wake up in the morning, and it takes mm-hmm. – I sat in the car right here from Hermosa Beach, and when I got out, I had to, like, stretch and, like, get my knees right. You and know it's just like, terrible? I did not me. play – was this your 17th year? Yes. I did not play 17 years in the NBA. I know. It's shocking. But – I have to do that <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. My joints are so bad. If I sit in a particular uh, like way for more than like five minutes, I have to like 
do the roll. Yeah, just, just like kind of just get, yeah. get a little Good. grease in them. Oh yes. yeah, and, and so that, that that's understandable. So it's like Kawhi should do what's best for Kawhi, and I I stand by that. Every player should do what's best for them, but understand that things follow that. Things right. kind of follow that trend. You want to if he wants to go someplace else, and I'm not saying he does. He just wants to be 100 percent healthy, which is fair. We love you in Miami, Kawhi. Mm. I don't know if he fits the culture, yeah. but the music may be too loud for him. It Miami. might be too loud. We have to turn. We might have to tone down Club Live a little bit <laughs> just a uh, little when bit. Kawhi comes. Yeah. Um, all right. So in the West, uh, I do not trust the Rockets. I do not trust uh, James Harden, D'Antoni, or Chris Paul in the playoffs. Deep in the playoffs, uh, you said that. You think LeBron should be the MVP yes. this year? Do you have a problem with James Harden being the MVP? Nope. I think it's like uh, it, we're like passing it around now. We're like doing the uh, everybody gets an award thing. No, if that's the case, LeBron should have got one the last three years. Well, I think Le- LeBron should No, I wouldn't say last year. I wouldn't say last three years. almost every year. I wouldn't say last three years. Steph, Steph. The things that he's doing, oh, it's being seen. No, I'm just being no, honest. I mean, I said the stuff. When he won, you meant unanimously. He, he should not that. have been. He should not have been the first. Well, no, he should no. He shouldn't have been. I don't think he should have been, but he deserved it. He, he definitely deserved it. He definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. deserved the MVP. I think Russ deserved it last year. The unanimous part, the unanimous yeah. part is like, and I get it because you win 73, 73 games, you break yeah. an, uh, what a Jordan record, a Jordan team record, what was thought to be unbreakable. You make four hundred threes when no one's ever hit three hundred. Mm-hmm. Like the, the shit he was doing was absurd. Right. right, he was just hitting half court game winners. He was doing all sorts of things. He was hitting half court, you know, at, at the end of quarters. He was just right. he was just unconscious. Kind of legend that year. Yeah, and so. He deserved that MVP without mm-hmm. a doubt. And that was one of the things I, I, you know, I said to him when we were, you know, after the series was over. Is like, man, I know there was a lot of drama, a lot of talk, man, but you had a hell of a year, and you definitely deserve, you know, that MVP, man. You know, yeah. good luck. But you're okay with Harden winning it this year? Yeah, I think I think Braun, because I look at if James Harden's team, if James Harden is taken taken off of his team, I think that team still makes the playoffs. I, mm-hmm. I, I still think that team makes the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, because Chris Paul has led multiple teams to the playoffs. You look at the the, the supporting cast of Ryan Anderson, Gordon, uh, Trevor Ariza. You got Clint Capella rolling down the middle. That that team is very very similar to the mm-hmm. teams that were kind of in Cleveland, or not Cleveland, in the Clippers. Shooters, right. rollers. They have that type of team, and then you add James in, in, to that mix, and they're you know they're an amazing team. But if you take Braun off the Cavs, I think. It, you don't know. You don't know what that they have. You know, unproven. You know, you know, guys. Even Kevin, who is an All NBA guy, you know, All Star power, power forward. He's a guy that in Minnesota, For and really? even though he was young, he never led a team to the playoffs. Right. So I can't say that. Oh well, he's led teams to the playoffs, so they would be okay right. without Braun. And Braun decided to play in 82 games this year. Had historic numbers for him, rebounds and assists. You know, percentage wise, what he shoots from the field. Like people want to talk about his defense. Okay, Bron, pick up your defense, right? And if that's the thing, and Bron's one of those people that if people want to criticize his defense today, next year he'll come out and try and win the Defensive Player of the Year award. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at this yeah. point in his career, though, like you said on Undisputed, he's he's setting different benchmarks for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you need goals in order to be successful. Yes, you do. Set goals are important. You Keep yourself interested. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. For sure. Uh, so can Houston beat the Warriors? Well, anything can happen, but no, no, no Jay, do, do I? I think Golden State is the best team in the NBA. Um, I think um, they are three-time conference champions. They have, you know, three Finals MVPs um, uh, over there. Did they have three? Yeah, no. Uh, Who won the Finals? No, 
No, no, no. Two. two. Kevin Durant. Just two. two. Yeah. You would think Steph, but no. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, they have two finals yeah. MVPs yeah. on their team. They mm-hmm. got three MVPs on their team. Um, they they finished second this year. It's like, it's okay. Like, we finished second. We finished second, and then we won uh, in Cleveland last season, and then we won um, 11 straight games in the playoffs. So it's not a matter of where you finish. And, you know, Chris Paul was rested. Uh, James Harden was rested. A lot of guys on that Golden State team has played in three straight finals. Mm. You know, so it, it's it, it's you know, yes, you didn't have a seventy eight you know seventy eight game wins you know season. You didn't win seventy three. You didn't win sixty eight. You finished second to a hungry team. But to me, they're the best team, and if they're healthy and playing well, it's hard for anyone to compete. You just don't have enough weapons to match up against them. I wrote to stop panicking. Well, thanks so much for joining us on uh, yes. the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Next time that we have What's you What's it in, called? Maybe I'm Crazy. Maybe I'm Crazy. I do, I do want to say – I really think you guys should take off the maybe. Uh, I appreciate that, actually. I really do. I no, no, that's, that. a, that's such a compliment. Thank you so much. Just check out yes. I'm crazy. I wanted to uh, compliment you on being uh, a star in the NBA during the Got Milk <laughs> campaign and still when milk is being phased out of America. So I congratulations. Don't, I don't, who I appreciate, drinks milk? I'm it's t- so crazy. I grew up literally. I, I would okay. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. So Longevity. I would come in and it was like you had milk in the fridge and you would just crush, you know, crush milk. I mean, yeah, like I used to crush milk when I was, yes. when I was yeah, younger. like crush milk. Like, <laughs> like milk now, was a bad if you choice. Put, if you put a cup of like regular milk in front of me, there's no way I'm touching. But I, they're putting I something different in milk. But I, I promise, there is something different in milk. So milk has changed. Milk has changed because yes, anytime you have to distribute things to millions and millions of people at the same quantity but it and quality, wasn't that bad. there's going to be something It wasn't in that it. bad like 20 years ago. It no. really wasn't. Milk now, mustaches now, were in. Milk mustaches were in. Yeah, now, I used to drink milk too, guys. Now, now, now I drink like, almond milk. Now, you like drink, a normal now, person. now if you drink milk yeah. with any sort of cereal, so it's like you can't have gluten, you can't have milk. Mm-hmm. Like, like everyone's like lactose and and celiacs. Like, what the hell is going on? I just on? don't. I don't like the idea of it anymore. It's weird. I watched too many mustache. animal videos. I, I, all, I, all I'm saying is this. All, <laughs> he all, did. He dunked all, with a milk mustache. All I'm saying is that I'm trying to feed my two little boys milk because all those hormones. I want them to be like tall. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, definitely. Yeah. You should definitely give them the milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah give yeah. them. LeBron them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just throw it in there. Yeah. Well, we'll go get to that next time. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for joining us. No problem. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy.